listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market. And Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430 episode 68. We got a gooder for you tonight. We've got Eric Massey coming to us all the way from the great state of Kansas. Don't hold it against him because there are some wing nuts that are from Kansas, but don't don't like tie him into that. He's he's one of the good ones with with Bobby Hayes. So um, Eric is with Tangle Free. He's going to talk to us all about some exciting stuff that's uh, coming on with Tangle Free. That's this season that you may not have seen that's uh, on their website and stuff like that. Um, but we got Phil finally in his new home, in his new man cave, and he's loving it and he's trying to decor it up. So if you got any uh, any pictures of Phil that you want to send so he could put it on his wall, please do. Right. Mark is outside the nation's capital. Um, he is getting ready for his first big buck hunt tomorrow. Um, so he's getting pretty excited and uh, and he's took some time out tonight to, to come hang out with us and, and talk to Eric. So Eric, buddy, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I know you're a busy man and, and, you know, somebody's always asking for something everybody needs something these days. So I really do appreciate you taking some time out of your evening and coming and hanging out with us and, and having a chat. Oh, no problem at all. I, uh, appreciate the chance to always talk about it. So, um, uh, thank you guys. And, and, uh, I watched the uh, I watched Sean Stahl and um, and I went back a couple of things and so I, I I love what you guys are doing I think you guys are doing a great job so wow um, awesome just, I, I I like the uh, discussions and and everything your guys' format is great so that's a huge compliment buddy thank you very much see yeah. Merck we There's can tell some of those fellas that give us grief over our uh, you know whatever yeah. anyways no, no Eric buddy. That's a, that's a huge, yeah, that's a huge compliment, buddy. Uh, you've been in this game for a, for a long, long time. Um, and to some of the kids that are listening or watching, you know, before YouTube, we used to have these little shiny discs that we used to put into a player, um, that were called DVDs. And, and that's how old Eric is, is because he was doing DVDs. Um, so, um, you've been around for a long time, buddy. So that's a huge compliment to come from you. Uh, and you've been with the company right from start, you know, you, you've been in the trenches with these guys for a long time and, uh, you know, brand loyalty, uh, we sort of kind of touched on it a little bit before, before we hit the record button, but it seems like it's, I don't know, just, it doesn't seem like it's as important to people anymore to, you know, especially when it comes to sponsorships and pro staffing and, and that kind of stuff. It, it seems like people are, are just, you know, what can you, what are you going to give me today um, without me having to do friggin' anything really? Yeah. It's, you know, the, the tangle free story, what, what's really cool about it or what was cool to me about it was, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I was, in the game and doing some DVDs and um, doing a lot of things. And uh, I had got introduced to um, 
And, and you guys are going to hear me refer to them as the Foskett family. That's who owns Tango Free. And I say family because that's, that's what we are. That's what uh, they yeah. are to me and, and everything. Um, I got introduced to him at Rogers Sporting Goods. So you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, guys yeah, we know it. It's a, was always one of the biggest shows in sort of the Midwest, uh, big calling contests all the time. And a friend of mine had uh, introduced me to, to Tangle Free. And I honestly, I had to look them up. Um, they, you know, they had a line and an anchor at the time and some decoys that were private labeled under, under some other things. Um, I was actually really down on, on pretty much the entire industry. I was really yeah. down on, on calling contests. I was down on kind of everything and really was not looking to sort of get back into anything. I was kind of just a done having my way, you know, um, didn't like a lot of the stuff that was going on with the uh, Avery ants and, and, and that team and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I had met uh, Corey Foskett, who's the president of, of Tangle Free. Uh, it's really Corey and his sister, her name's Stacy. Mm -hmm. um, uh, met the family through them and I went out and the first thing I had heard, what's crazy is that the family was not big waterfowl hunters. So I thought, you know, I, that's interesting. You know, let's see mm -hmm. how this is going to work. Yeah. And I went out to lunch with Corey and we talked and I thought, wow, like what a, what a breath of fresh air. There was like integrity, loyalty. There were, he was saying things that I was like, wow, you, I mean, and I didn't know if he was going to make it. <laughs> I was like, the yeah. things you're talking about are really important to me, but unfortunately they just don't exist in this industry right now. Mm -hmm. So he, uh, he asked if I would take a look at some products and, um, you know, I, I, I said, absolutely. And he was like, you know, do you, did you, do you want anything? Do you need anything? And I said, no, I said, let's just, let's just start as, as friends. Mm -hmm. uh, he had some trust issues and I had some trust issues from just all the things that were going on in the industry. Yeah. And at the time it was, you know, where you, you had to try to get that big name, right? You wanted you wanted a name and you wanted to put it on your blinds and you wanted yep. a signature series, right? Everybody was doing a, a signature series. <laughs> and yep. It was like, you know, why don't we just try to make a really good product? Why don't we just have real integrity about our partners that we're working with? And then let's do excellent, excellent customer support. And, and, and let's try to carve out, you know, our little piece of the of the pie, and I, I say pie because, I I reality is is as big as this seems. It's it's actually pretty small. It is. And you're trying to grow in this one space. I mean, this is it's so weird that we're designing products for. I can tell you exactly how many people buy waterfowl stamps. I can tell you exactly how many people, you know, are hunting. And that's your customer. So I, I can't grow, you know, more than that. I can yep. pass it on and I can try to do that and I can try to do it the right way, but I can't, you know, expand outside of, of anything waterfowl. Um, we didn't want to do anything else with, um, with deer or turkey or anything like that, even though all of us are really avid turkey hunters and, and deer and everything, but uh, waterfowl was, was sort of our niche. That's what we wanted to do. We wanted to start with the most basic, which was the duck decoy. Uh, 
that process was is is uh, kind of a crazy process. You guys have probably seen that as you know molds and yeah paint and and you know how do you get the paint right when you send it overseas and it comes back to you and it's purple and pink and you're like that, that's not even close. Like how does that yeah. how did that even work? So but we had to get a foundation. We had to start there and we started with as simple as a good duck and goose decoy. Mm -hmm. um, wanted to do plastic. Uh, what we did was we wanted it to, uh, uh, we, we, we did a fully flocked duck decoy at the time. We called it the migration mallard and mm -hmm. it was foam, foam filled. Mm -hmm. And we got that sort of foam filled from um, Tangle Free's original roots in 1970 is California. Yeah. Um, you know, divers, things like that. And everyone shooting all the decoys and we wanted foam filled. We didn't want them to sink, that type of thing. And that was really sort of our first project together. Me and, and Tangle Free was the migration mallard. Um, let's fill it with foam. Can we make it and, you know, will it not weigh 10 pounds a decoy? Yeah. Um, and it was just a cool process. It was uh, the first time I had been on a process, you know, on, on a project that was sort of paper to finish yeah. product. It was yeah. cool. Um, I, I liked it. And um, then, you know, all of a sudden, Corey and I just started becoming, you know, friends and, and family and things like that. We, we vacation our families together. That's awesome. Way more than, than any type of business yeah. relationship or anything. Um, and now... Now we just, now we really enjoy those, those types of things. Um, I know you had, you had asked me earlier about like some of my favorite products. Um, there's so many of them, but my favorite ones are the ones that started from sketches in bars on napkins. And we took them all the way through what is a crazy process to, to, yeah. you know, to have somebody in a factory that is 24 hours ahead of you trying yeah. to talk to them, but, you know, their English is, is not great and you're trying to comprehend this or whatever, but the finished product when you're done with it is, uh, is just really a cool process. The Eric, you know. Eric, like, so, so let's, so for our listeners that don't know, so the very first thing, so let's say you, you done up your sketch and you sort of got, you know, you got this idea in your mind. This is, this is what I want. Is, is it right to assume that then you had to go find you know, that decoy carver to make the, the, the model for you before you start going overseas. Like you, you, you find your decoy carver and you tell him what you want. And then he makes that initial, yeah, this is the bird that I'm in love with. This is what I want all our decoys to be modeled after. Is, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Decoy wise, it, it starts with a carving, right? It yeah. starts with a, a decoy carver. We've, we've had a number of them, but yeah, it, it starts with a, a decoy carver, uh, and then it starts with paint. And now you guys have, have seen some of those. Uh, yeah. they're, they're amazing, right? I mean, those, yeah. those people are super talented. It's taking that carving and that paint mm -hmm. and trying to do a plastic molded decoy that looks yeah. like it. And, yeah. and that is a tough, tough process. Mm -hmm. But I love to sit here and say everything is made in America, and, and, and we would love to do that. It, it's not reality um, nope. for us. It's it's just not uh, it's it's not there. Yep. So th that process of it is is difficult. Uh, but yeah, it starts with a carving and then it starts with a paint, 
Um, and, you know, originality, right, is, uh, you know, everybody started, you know, everybody started rebranding. We, we rebranded in 2014. And that was okay. one of the coolest projects that, uh, that I got to work on. But everybody rebranded and we want to all use names like originality, innovation. Um, you know, it, it, we use terms like that. It's, it's a duck and it's a goose. And um, <laughs> I can only do so many postures. I can yeah. only do so many paint jobs, um, you know, before you can. And, and, and they've all been tried, right? Yeah. They've all been tried and they've all been done. Um, people, you know, people have tried decoys with one leg. Well, that's actually what geese and ducks do. They, mm -hmm. They're always standing there and the primary's out on the side and they're one leg. People tried to make that decoy and people laughed. But that's a that's actually a real pose. That's a real posture. Um, but people, uh, I don't know when it was, but we went to real shelf appeal, right? Yeah, yeah. We turned the corner sometime in about, you know, 2015, 2016, and we went to shelf appeal. We mm -hmm. wanted something that someone could pick up and be like, wow, like that, mm -hmm. you know, it has the shelf appeal. We... We wanted to stay a little bit away from that. We, we wanted to get things in people's hands that worked. And yep. uh, we, you know, we found the right trusted advisors and the people around us, but um, that's kind of what we've stuck with. We, we want to make things that work for people that help people, you know, yeah. help people kill them, you know? And, we and, and you mentioned, you know, when you, when you, just first start talking to the family and and you had talked about you know they had said the the key words that you liked and and customer service and stuff and i can tell you um i won a tangle free it was like a it was almost like a duffel bag but it had wheels on it and it was awesome it was awesome for those weekend trips anyways the seam busted down on the end of it right so i just called up um the, the customer support and because I won it like I didn't pay any money for it I just won the friggin thing so I just <laughs> more or less told him I'm like hey listen I haven't abused this bag whatsoever and and the seam is, is coming undone and so the bag was discontinued by the time that I had messaged them but they sent me that sort of the customer service sent me a dozen decoys and they were like, listen, yeah. like it, it sucks. And I'm, I'm sorry, we can't replace your bag. And it was an awesome, I would have rather had the bag than the decoys, honestly, because it was that good of a bag. But that was the customer service. They were like, no, we don't have the bag anymore, but here's a dozen decoys. And I was like, fuck, awesome. This is, yeah, this I tell is you wicked. What, something that people probably don't know about. I mean, listen, all of us either have other jobs or two or three jobs, uh, but we all had previous lives. And one of the things that the, Foskett family, um, Corey in particular, comes from like call center and customer support. Right. It was, that was his thing. He was, um, you know, so that's always been a really big priority for him. Um, I try to stay in my own lane. I do get a lot of those emails you know, <laughs> from everybody that's like, hey man, you know, this, this bag broke and this kind of thing or whatever. So I, I try to stay in my own lane and and do that but uh they do have fantastic customer support it's, it's always been one of the priorities what well, do you have do you have any tangle free products with you tonight that that you yeah. could show off because the 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 big thing and and i'll sort i maybe i'll steal some of your thunder here but 
Um, when Tangle Free went and, and aligned with Optifade, like that just seemed like a, a relationship that was just bound to, to nothing but good things to, to happen on, on both, right? Like that was, it was such a revolutionary camo pattern that came out and you guys were the first ones, right? Like nobody else had had this. We, we were, yeah. So uh, Browning, I believe, had like maybe a duffel bag. Okay. Uh, Browning had a, a, a license that uh, I think they made a gun case or something like that, but we were the first waterfowl partner and it was unbelievable to navigate because uh, yeah. as you guys know, there, there's, there's people behind Sitka. It's, it's yep. sim and it's, uh, you, you know, it, it's a lot bigger things, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, or itself is, is a large animal and trying to navigate through that for the paperwork. Um, you know, I feel like now, you know, what we did was sort of let people just kind of climb over top of us and everybody's doing it. But yeah, that was a, uh, that was a process, but of course we were, we were able to, uh, you know, do it in some, only some products at first. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but we wanted it done in that, uh, in that layout line. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We wanted the layout line and we wanted, uh, some of those other things, but yeah, I mean, that, that pattern, the the way the way that Sitka went about doing that, um, you know, I think really changed brand and marketing. I mean, we now have waterfowl people that have jobs that are that are called brand and marketing officers, right? Yeah, and branding and, and things like that. Uh, we we took that we in 2014. I don't know if you guys remember, we had a. Uh, just a large scroll of Tangle Free, and it had sort of uh, a coated a line that came off the E, and it had a wave, and that that yep. was our logo, right? Yep. Um, that was our hat. That was our, you know, that was everything. Mm -hmm. We sort of we we saw what Sitka was doing. We had some friends there, and we thought, man, uh, the the logo itself was cool. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. It was clean, crisp. Simple. It was simple. Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't have ducks falling yeah. down, you know, doing things. It mm -hmm. was cool. They were, they were cool guys. They were, um, you know, uh, you can debate where they've gone now, but we wanted, we wanted some of that. And we were like, yeah, Man, we, we need to be cool. That's what yeah. we, and we're not very cool guys. We wanted to be cool. Yeah. So we, we did it. We rebranded and, uh, we came out with a logo, um, that sort of, you know, is a well, it's right, you know, yeah, pintail, it's the original pintail, but we did sort of three feathers in it, and you know, we we did the hashtag three feathers and we we kind of did a relaunch, and it was awesome, it was awesome. Yeah. But uh, you that that Optifade thing, not just Optifade, the but the the entire thing that Sitka did, um, mm -hmm. really, really changed kind of waterfowl forever, probably, whether you like it or not. It yeah. just did. Well, it, it, it 100% did. And I, I remember, um, and me, uh, myself, Ryan and Merck, we've talked about it uh, a million times. Um, when we first started buying Sitka, um, and the people looking at us and saying, well, man, that's crazy. You guys are nuts to be paying that kind of money for, for clothing. And right. we were like, yeah, well, and, and the three of us, three of us are military, right? So we, we've done our time of being 
of being cold, miserable, and wet. Um, yeah. And and we had said, well, listen, yeah, keep buying your crap, and and we'll be we'll still be in the field, and and you guys. And now it it has been that big of a shift because those guys that you know ten years ago that was going to spend twenty bucks on a shirt that was that was max. Now they're that's what they're wearing, and and Sitka they did they totally. They totally revolutionized it. And Ryan and I talked just last week about the waterfowl industry and how hard it is to be able to revolutionize something these days. Because, yeah. you know, like how, how can you improve upon things that's already been approved so many times, right? Like, how do you do that? And when Damien was saying, when Damien is saying people were giving us crap for spending all that money on gear. By people, he means our wives, for the record. But. <laughs> true, true. It doesn't matter what you buy, honestly. <laughs> I'll tell mm. you, um, I was one of the first, like, ambassadors with, with Sitka when they yep. were doing all that. And what I got was the, uh, I got a gore, like a, a shell of a jacket, and I got bibs. Yeah. I didn't know what to do under them layering wise or whatever. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I got them and I was like, man, these, there's really not much to these things, you know? Like, <laughs> it's just like thin. The bibs, yeah, yeah, the bibs really weren't, you know, like insulated. So I layered and layered with cotton, with just all kinds of crap. The first time I went out, I was just like miserable. I was sweating from head to toe, <laughs> I was trying to take everything off. They, they taught me how to, you know, dress. What layering system actually is like yeah okay now i get it this is how to be comfortable you know and they dumped and they dumbed it down for the average joe too right because because you can walk you can go in on their website and you can buy the system like from head to toe from next to skin right to your insulating layer uh you can just hey i'm an extra large this is what i need and buy the entire system and you'll be you'll be good. Right. So anyways, enough about Sitka. Let's talk about, let's yeah. talk about Tangle Free. So, uh, you've got some stuff there tonight that, that, that you want to talk about. So, uh, yeah. you know, feel free to, a, to go for it. I've got a bag that, um, that's, it's called the go-to bag. This Ooh, one, sexy. Is, uh, is, this one is, is wax. That's a personal wax job, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. This is a uh, uh, this was a this was a, a napkin sketch to a, yep. to a project, and it's just really one simple big uh, you know tote inside, but it does have a pocket on the front as well. Yeah. Uh, yep. And then the kind of two you know shell clips, nice big clips on the yep. side. Is it's, that like a is that like a, a side slung? It it is. It is. Yeah. And okay. I think, um, uh, what was cool about it? We found we found a bag. We used to be in Las Vegas at the Shot Show. Uh, we used to be in lower rent territory mm-hmm. downstairs. But mm-hmm. what was cool about it was the military guys were were right next to us. Yeah. Uh, and so we had, you know, all the tactical stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. It was always so cool. They would come out, you know, we would always talk to them. And of course, all those guys are, a lot of those guys are outdoorsmen too, you know? And so yep. uh, we would look at a lot of their stuff and, and uh, you know, I was a big fan of like all their side bags 
Yeah. And a lot of it, the real actual theory behind it was the, uh, uh, you know, the, the range bags. Yeah. The guys would yeah. have you know, these, these range bags that they would take to the range. Mm-hmm. And we asked, you know, we asked for one. Of course, it was only, you know, it was like this yeah. big. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, can we, can we make it this big? Can we add, you know, all this stuff? We ended up getting a couple of those bags and um, we actually tore them up. We actually cut yep. pieces off and we taped them together and we pieced things together and, and things like that. And then we got, um, and this is going to sound bad, we, we got a bag designer. <laughs> we, we found a guy who that's got- his, That's his role in life. Uh, Orvis. Um, okay, Orvis I know Orvis. And you know, some of the big fishing, yep. right? Yep. Um, and we, we ran these ideas behind him. And he was like, no, you, 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 know, you can't have a, you know, a pocket on the front. It's got to have mesh on the sides. It can't fold all the way over so things can't spill out. All the right. stuff that you were just like, you know, I, I didn't know. I yeah. Like, I just, I knew what I wanted it to, to look like. I wanted it right. to flat so yeah. it can fit up against your, you know, but I also yeah. wanted to go in between my legs or whatever in a, in a layout line. Right. So we gave him this stuff. We gave him this information and he kind of, you know, came back with, with some of these little tricks and things like that or whatever. And it was just, uh, it was cool. That was that was the first one, 2016, I think, that that we went from napkin to yeah. the final product. Um, and then from there, that we knew we could do it. We mm-hmm. knew it was possible. We knew uh, we we knew in the factories who we could trust, who we could go to, who we could do. And that's when uh, you know that's when Stahl came to us and and said, "Hey, man, I've had this idea for a long, long time." Um, by no means did we invent the whole stand-up, you know. Yeah. What, what we did, what, what we were able to do was take something that Stahl had a long time ago. Yeah. And he had pitched to a number of different people, but we were able to say, hey, man, we, we are not middlemen. Uh, we're not going to take credit for this thing. We're mm-hmm. going to literally let you pick up the phone. We're going to let you, you know, talk to yeah. a guy named, you know, whatever and, and we're gonna let you let you do this and actually yeah. come to you know fruition on it he was like oh man i don't know you know <laughs> he took his hat off rubbed his head you know i don't know <laughs> and i was like we we can do it we did yeah. it with the go-to bag we've done it with a couple products like we we can do this thing and um and and that's that's how the panel blind happened as well so i'm uh, I know you just started following the brand um, about a week ago. So one thing that we uh, we always always say is that we we surround ourselves with good people. And you know when you've got a, a person like Sean Stahl coming on to coming on to your team, and and you're literally saying, "Listen, here, this this is yours. Um, we'll back you and and get it done. But this is your baby, and then go with it like that." That's you know that that says a lot about the organization that that Tangle Free is, and, and the amount of trust that you have in 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 the people that you bring into the fold, right? So yeah. um, it, it's funny because I wanted to talk about this panel blind, right? Because when we and you would you would listen to the show that we had Sean on, and yeah. and Sean had talked about this, you know, what's old is new, and you know, Tangle Free when it came to the to the panel blinds, like that was a big thing for for 
tangle free was was your was your panel blinds right and then and now you've got um this uh sorry layout blind is what i meant um the, the layout blind was so big right and and it drove a lot of your a lot of your business and that was because that was how everybody was hunting at the time was was at a layout blinds and that was the only way you could hunt geese was out of a layout blind or that was the way people perceived that was the only way you could hunt and then comes this panel blind that i remember the first time i'd seen it um and i was like just how how is it taken this long for someone to think about this? And I've never ever thought about. It. But yet, Sean Stahl have been using it for years and years and years. It just didn't go into mass production, right? Yep. Yeah, people were making them out of uh, cattle pans. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, um, there was a company called Pop Up Blind that that had sort of a one person kind of little you know panel. Okay. And, and, and there were all kinds of stand-up blinds and things. And when I was a kid, we would, we always hedge rode them. Um, you know, we, a lot of us, you know, we would hunt with four or five guys and two of them wouldn't have layout blinds. And, mm -hmm. and the other three, we couldn't afford two or three, like, you know, so it was, we would do yeah. that. But the, the, the thing that I think has, has happened is, is, you know, I still love, I don't get to do it a lot, but I still love to hunt by myself on just mm -hmm. really rare occasions or whatever. But man, there's nothing better than your your crew, right? Your five or six guys and, and uh, now to be comfortable, to be able to, you know, be able to talk inside and, you know, you have a lot of fun in there and you're able to see things or, or whatever, but um, it's, it's great with the panel blind. But I also think that there, there's something about the, you know, the hedgerows and hunting edges that are that are kind of coming back around yeah uh, there are you know when when we hunt a lot of little geese in kansas mm -hmm. and little you know when i say little geese i just mean little but they're not little in flocks right i mean we're talking right. 10 15 20 000 lessers and that's a lot of eyes and when you're trying to lay in them in the middle of fields and you're trying to do that that's just a lot of eyes they start spinning in different places um i think that there's less sometimes for them to see and i can know that all eight or ten of us that are in i at least know that they're covered yeah of course the guy's gonna have a phone out because i mean lord knows you can't do anything anymore and not film it right? <laughs> but at least i know that, that we're hidden and i know yeah. when they get on the back of me or when they quarter me I at least know that that blind is going to be hidden and that's going to be one less thing for them to see. So I think that's, you know, I think that's coming back. Um, guides and outfitters though, it's, is really where it's at. I mean, right. uh, I spent a lot of time in the winter going to guides and outfitters, introducing them to tangle free products and showing them how to use things. Um, it, it's a no brainer for a guide outfitter, right? I, I yeah. now, I don't know what level you're at, the guy comes into my lodge. I don't know if you're a, a, a weekend guy. I don't know if uh, you hunt twice a year. Mm -hmm. I can now put you in one of these layout, you know, in a panel. Um, I'm going to make sure you're comfortable. You're going you're, you're to be sitting in a chair. And better for me, um, I know shooting lane is easier yeah. to see in yeah. a panel. Um, and you're going to shoot better. Yeah. And as a guide, I, you know, I don't want to spend all day out there because guess what? I got to go scout again at night and, mm -hmm. you know, redo it all. 
Um, so the better you shoot, <laughs> yeah. means time in the field for me. Um, and, and, and ultimately, and ultimately, a happy customer, right? The more the more comfortable he is, and he's shooting, he or she, um, he's shooting, dropping birds. The happier he's going to be. Um, less time out in the field for the guide. Um, you know, all that good stuff. So boys, I've been doing a lot of the chat. And so Mark, Ryan, Phil, um, jump in here. If you've got anything for Eric, please. Can't think of anything. Oh, crickets. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, so I did want to ask you, so, you know, we brought them up a couple of times, um, and, and I did want to talk about, you know, now your relationship with Sean, right? Like Sean is like, fuck, I refer to him as, as waterfall, waterfall royalty, right? Like the guy's been in the game for a long time, much like yourself. And, and he's been out there and, and doing this thing. And, you know, when we went, before we started to hit the record button and, and chatting and we were just bouncing stuff back and talking, you know, you and you and Sean are very much. Um, the same people in, in the way you think and the way you approach the industry, the business, right? Because like you alluded to, everybody thinks that, that this waterfowl industry is this huge, monstrous, money-making, money-generating machine. Right. But it's not like, and, and we're just, we're five five dudes from Canada that that's got a show. And I can promise you this, you can almost every episode where we have uh, a special guest on, we can tie everybody into everybody's cross paths at yes. some point. Everybody knows everybody. It is not that big of a world. So that a very long, um, lead up to my question of like, what's your relationship now with, with Sean and, and how are you guys, you know, pushing forward to try and, you know, to steal your term, innovate the waterfowl industry. Yeah. You know, so, um, Sean was, um, Sean was, was doing a lot of stuff with Avery at the time and Sean was doing his, his own producing and editing. Not that he doesn't anymore, but he, he was doing his whole own yep. gig um, with, uh, I think it was, uh, what, what, what was it? Fouled. Um, Fouled was reality. It? Was is that was, no. no. What was it, Ryan? I'm trying to remember too. I'm trying to think uh, back. Fouled Not Fouled. Yeah. Yeah. Fouled Fouled Pursuit. Pursuit. Yeah. Fouled reality is a new one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Sean has always been super smart about, um, you know, as he would make his adventures through the Midwest and, and things like that, he would have networks, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Sean, guys, is no, Sean has scouted the scout before the scout has begun, right? <laughs> he knows the guy uh, who's put eyes on the field all the time. So Sean would do, um, you know, these trips and he would get in touch with, uh, with myself or my crew and he would always ask, you know, if you had the birds or where the birds were and, um, you know, that, that type of thing. And we would do the, you know, the, the big video thing and he would produce and edit the DVDs. And this was, this was before I had met Corey with Tango Free or anything. Okay. Um, and it was, uh, it, 
it was cool, right? It was, it was, it was part of something. It was being part of something. And, and that was cool. It was like mm-hmm. a, a team. Um, I've always played competitive sports and um, it, it's always been kind of a, a big thing with me and my family and everything. It, it felt like that. It was cool. It was like uh, we, we had sort of a team and a crew and we, we did our thing. Mm-hmm. So when I had met Corey with Tango Free, and we were talking about, you know, a name. And we were talking about uh, sort of everybody wanted this big name in a signature series. I knew Sean wanted nothing to do with like a signature series. Mm-hmm. But I thought that we, we got to we gotta get Sean. I'm not, mm-hmm. Like you said, he's, his head's going to be on the Rushmore of, uh, you know. Yeah. It just, it just is. Yeah. Yeah. So we, he was reluctant. Um, he, he was not, he was not going to be the first vote for Tango Free. And I knew that going into mm-hmm. it. I knew he was going to be the tough one at R&T. Um, I, I knew that he was, didn't love all of the, the decoys. I knew that he didn't love some of that stuff. Um, so I think they did like a vote there. And I, I know that he was a, a no. But I was all I was always in his ear, like, you gotta trust me on this thing. Like this guy, this family, they are going to let you do some things that you've never been able to do. Wow. You know, if you have an idea with products and you have an idea for a show and things like that, you, these guys are gonna let you do that. Um, you know, are you gonna be financially in, in incentivized for it? I don't know, but I'm just telling you the yeah. integrity and the loyalty that these guys will show you and, you know, back and forth, um, you, you gotta give this a shot. You gotta give this a chance. And, uh, lucky for us, lucky for for free, he did. Um, but now even before that, it was, it was funny with the Avery days, you know, Sean would travel with the, uh, foul pursuit trailer and he would have all the, uh, you know, all the Avery, stuff you know hanging up and you would hunt with them you'd have to put all that stuff on you'd have to put your hoodie on you know and um and now uh we we, we've come so far with the with the rnt show and the things like that so i get to travel with him maybe you know 65 75 percent of the time through the winter wicked Um, wicked yep we have such a good time you know the the goose crew is is something else when we roll through a town we we roll through a town uh we are, uh, you know, we, we play hard and we work hard as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, you know, being around him and just the, the way he approaches the scouting game, the hunting game, the hiding game, the things like that, uh, it, you know, is just, is just cool. I mean, it's, it's something people just don't, don't get to see. You know? Yeah. And, and, you know, like, and, and, you can't sell yourself short either, right? Because a, a dude like Sean Stahl is not hanging out with just anybody either, right? So he's he's pretty our picky. Pretty, our circle is pretty small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it's got to be, right? Because you've got to have that same, you've got to have that same mentality. You've you've got to have the same approach to um so Mark and I um just on Monday we hit up a, a, a little hole on, on Monday and there was a few other hunters in there. Um, and, and for anybody that that's listening, that's regular listeners, they know Merck's, Merck's mentality when it comes to hiding is second to none. So when we rolled in, 
Um, you know, I, I'm driving the boat. Mark is telling me where we're going to park the boat and where we're hiding. Um, so we hide. We do our thing. Um, we see a ton of birds. We didn't get a ton of action. We, I think we dropped five birds between the two of us in, in an hour and a half or whatever until the hunt was over. But to the, to the south of us, we had a ton of shooting to the point that we thought, holy smokes, fellas are putting the smack down on birds. And when we get back to the boat launch, nobody had shot anything. Nobody had, had, <laughs> had killed any. They fired a lot of shots, but they didn't have anything to show for it, right? And, and, that, and, and Mark and I talked about it on the drive home and we were saying, you know, for the amount of birds that were there, and I'm sure fellas had their looks at birds, but they weren't hiding. They didn't put in the work, right? They did, they, you know, fellas just, well, I'll throw some decoys out and, and I've, I've spent all this money on a gun and, and I've got this and I've got that. But the most basic thing of, of hunting is, is hiding so that they can't see you and, right. and, fellas, and fellas miss it, right? So if, if you don't, if your circle doesn't think the same way that you do, then, then you're obviously yeah. you're, you're going to be let down at some point. We could, you know, I could fill up 10 more episodes um, on just talking about times that we've pulled into places and pulled right back out. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't mean just into a town because we've yep. done that as well. We pulled into a town and just said, we didn't like, we didn't like the people. Yep. We didn't like the area. Um, but we've pulled all the way into fields in the morning and just said that it just, it doesn't feel right. Something right. doesn't feel right. Um, the, the, the guides or the, the people that maybe we got introduced to, um, something just didn't feel right. And we've yeah. just been doing it for too long that we thought, um, yeah. you know, it's just, if it doesn't feel right, it's probably not right for us. That's true. Um, yeah. Um, and, you know, for, for us, guys, we always say it in the military, you know, when that spidey sense starts going off and those hairs on the back of your neck start standing up there, there's a reason why that's happening right and yeah. and that's and that's exactly what you're talking about right there yeah. so yeah yeah like that that circle has to be small um especially when when this is as much as as we consider it um fun and and it's you know it's a way of life and it's who we are and and it's what defines us um, it's still work, right? So especially for you guys, because, you know, the social media aspect, the, the product, the, the research and development on products that you're testing when you're out on this, like all of this stuff, it, it's important. It's not, no, no longer is it just fun to get out and smash birds with your buddies, right? There, yeah. there is a work yeah. element to it. So it, you've a, got to set yourself up for success. Yeah. And, and there is a, uh there's a work element to it and then what's funny is when you when you try to have a little fun or you try to <laughs> do something the the social media now the hunters come out and in, in, in grow yeah i mean yeah. just um you know at, at tangle free we we sort of had a tradition we've got away from it over the last couple of years but we had a tradition where we loved april fool's day mm -hmm. um, we, we just we thought it was funny because we thought we saw some of the comments from people um, and it amazes me that if, if, if you don't want to wear Tangle Free and you don't want to use Tangle Free, 
uh, that's fine. There's, there's other brands, there's other people out there for you. I just don't know why you would troll the website. <laughs> make a comment, you know, and we, we sort of thought that was funny at the time. And so we got into this April fool's thing and uh, I drew sort of the short straw and I made one that was about goose urine. Okay. And um, we had, I mean, you guys, should, you guys should actually find this because it's, it's. Yeah, I am going to go look for it. Now. I remember, I remember this. <laughs> Do you really? Oh, oh yeah, I remember this very well. <laughs> Hold on, this, I got to get. This was oh, the greatest, greatest prank of all time in the water like, history. Fuck out. I know. Okay. Eat scent. Yeah, it was it was sent. It was like you know, yeah, like exactly. like dear like dear estrus. It was yeah. it was the hottest thing on the market. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Like, this was evil genius level stuff. We made that is whole, awesome. We made up a whole story about uh, uh, the goose farm, right? You guys, I don't know if you guys have seen. You know, Stahl's got a big residential geese in his in his yard. Yeah, and yeah. so we called the farm the Allegan, you know, goose farm, and. Uh, we made this whole thing. We made a big bottle for honkers, a little one for little geese. And it was, you know, we did the whole thing. We did like a video production of it or whatever. And it was me with these bottles. We had labels made for these bottles. So we thought it was funny. The comments yeah. coming in. And of course, people were, you know, were saying, oh, you know, it's April Fool's. But all of a sudden, I look up and my Instagram, my my little DM was just like, do, 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 you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be funny. And I opened it up and people were like, you're the biggest idiot I've ever seen. Um, you know, you're the reason that people, and I'm like, holy cow, this, <laughs> this is real. Like, we, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've legitimately made people mad. Yes. I, I mean, I've legitimately <laughs> made people mad. And, uh, it just went to reiterate what we were talking about. Our circle uh, yeah. almost continues to almost get smaller. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just amazing, you know? Oh, there it is. Look at there that. it is. There it is. Oh, Here. good to see. Good to see you uh, You closed out your uh, your tabs there, Merck, and you don't have your yeah. uh, your normal yeah, stuff we're... on there. <laughs> yeah, you watching there, Merck. Most recently? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the pure goose. I cannot believe I missed this. <laughs> yeah. That is so awesome. I that I I, so I I'm I'm voting right now that Tangle Free needs to bring back this April Fool's joke. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, in in some yeah, big uh, time. You guys need to do one just for like mallards. Yeah, something mm -hmm. just just mallard. Yeah. No 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 shovelers. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and, and estrus. Yeah. yeah, but you know, in a world where it it seems like in this social media world, and and you know everybody is living and dying by by social media these days, but everybody takes everything so serious on there. Like it, it there's no jokes. There's no there's no leeway for. Or well, some they're just joke, joking around, or or this guy is a complete fucking knuckle dragger. Like there's no in between. Like it's just it's hate or love. There's no in between. And it was we we have to play the game. It was a necessary evil for us because we were also not only we, were we sort of one of the first ones to do the gore 
Optifate, yeah. you know, licensing, we were also one of the first ones to pull out from all the big box stores and say, we're not going, we're, we're, we're done. We're not going to yeah. play the game. We went direct to consumer and um, uh, th there's some others out there now that are direct to consumer, obviously, but we were one of the yeah. first ones to get out of the big box stores. And uh, we, we were, number one, we were tired of, you know, having to live up to certain measurements. These people would give you measurements and you had to have so much inventory at certain times and things like that to, right. to scale. Um, you had to pay outrageous amounts to be involved in these people's shows and, and waterfowl shows. Yeah. And pricing. You could discount and sale only in certain places on certain products. You couldn't on other certain things that were. But these big box stores are also in charge of, uh, you know, being able to take, a, take a, you know, your SKUs away at any time and bring somebody else in. Right. And we just thought it was, you know, unfair. So when we went direct to consumer, boom, how, you know, how are we going to reach people? We had to reach people through social media. We had to learn how to, to, to play some of those games. We hired somebody uh, that's, that's now become a full-time employee on how to, how to do that, right? Yeah. How to keep contacting people with once they purchase things and they go on lists and we've, we've had to change the way we did things, but uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's been so much, it's been so much better because we're, we're, we're closer to the end user and that's what we always wanted to do. Eric, was that around about the same time that you guys rebranded re and, and came out with the new logo? And and because I remember the old logo. Yeah. But, and I remember when the new logo came out, but I don't remember a ton about the old logo, right? Like I, yeah. I remember it when you described it because I, I wouldn't have been able to describe it because I, I didn't remember it. But once you described it, I did. Yeah. Um, but when you guys shifted out of the big box stores, which which had to be, in the eyes of most in the industry, had to be a crazy move because nobody had done it, right? Right. Yeah, it was crazy scary because you know you, those big box stores, uh, they're ordering containers, right? Yeah. Not boxes, containers. Yeah. And you lose a container or two, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, how how are we going to make that up? Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it, it was scary. We had to learn how to do some different things. That's when, uh, that's when we really went on sort of, you know, trusted advisor sort of thing. We wanted to get out in front of guides. We yeah. picked some of these big outfits that were, that were coming out. And we said, you know, let us roll down. It will be all of our own stuff. Our trucks, our trailers, we'll, yeah. we'll show you these things. Uh, it, we were able to get in front of end users um, that way, instead yep. of you know coming into stores, we want right. to get shelf appeal business, right? The, yeah, the shelf yeah, yeah, yeah. Business is, um, you know, Dave Smith is going to win the shelf appeal business all day, every day, every what day. He, what he yep. does is amazing. Period. Yeah, yep. uh, we, we can't do that. We can't win that game uh, no. with a duck decoy or, or a goose decoy. Um, not when, not when you gave up containers, right? I yeah, mean, you yeah. gave up a container, so you're done. You're you're not going to win the shelf appeal thing. So we had to get products out in front of people, uh, prototypes. Um, we had to find people we could trust, right? We had to find people that we could we could put product in the hand. Uh, we we found some 
in Kansas with uh, Hurt Locker Outfitters, um, Kristen mm-hmm. Lock and those guys, and we, we put product in their hand. We said, you know, don't post it, don't put it on social media, use it, abuse it, get on a phone call with us, tell us exactly what it is. Um, so yeah, it was it, it was it was scary stuff, but um, it you you control your own destiny, and that's what yeah. we, that's what we always wanted to do. I wanted to design a product for an end user. Corey wanted to you know control his own destiny. So direct to consumer was, was absolutely the way to go, but absolutely had stumbling blocks for sure. You, you know, anybody listening and, and they're probably thinking, well, that would be the way I would do it. And, and that, that seems like the most logical way to approach things. But, you know, when you're talking, you know, if you're walking into a big box store and let, and let's face it, like some of these big box stores, um, despite their, um, majority of their inventory is all hunting related uh, gear, the buyer, the purchaser may not be a hunter, may not have a fucking clue about hunting. And now you're going to an outfitter, someone that spends 200 days out of the year, their livelihood, right? So, you know, like you look at, so Ryan, you know, when you guys are out West, um, when someone comes and, and pops something down in front of you and says, listen, use it. Um, let us know what your thoughts are on it. You guys aren't looking at shelf appeal to steal a term from you, Eric, because they're not, they don't care. They don't care if it looks pretty. Does it work? Is, is, and is it going to last me more than, you know, a dozen hunts? Um, right. Because ultimately that's what it comes down to because for these guides, they can't dump, $10,000 into equipment that's only going to last them last them a year. And then they've got to go dump 10,000 more dollars, right? Like it just doesn't make sense. So, so for these people that are listening to the show and they're going, well, that's an easy decision. Go to the outfitters and screw the box store. Well, you know, when the box store is ordering 10 C containers worth of decoys. Yeah. You, you also, you know, you, you became, I mean, in some ways we became our own worst enemy with some of the, because now you have a customer that walks into a big box store and they say, where's the tangle free panel blind? Right. Like, think of how many times that, that has happened. Right. Right. That guy has to say, we don't carry tangle free. And, they, right. and the customer says, what are you talking about? You know? Right. And so that store, what they do is they go, to their independent sales reps, those reps who carry all these different lines. And you yep. know what they tell them? They say, you got to make a panel line. Right. Right. You, you got to yep. make, these dudes are walking in here. They want to buy it. You got to make one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, you guys, I'm sure follow enough where in the last 30 or 60 days, you've probably seen an email or two. Yeah. Panel lines. Sure. Yeah. Um, sure those, are, those are people in, in big box stores. So, um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not hanging on it. We, we created some of that. We, we absolutely, people want it. They walk into those stores and it's not there. So, um, those big box stores want it. Um, but it, it still was the right thing to do. And absolutely it was probably being, you know, more honest than I probably should be in saying things, but, uh, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put it past other people. Uh, probably thinking the same thing, controlling their own destiny. Well, well, the thing is, is that 
um, and and by no means am I a, an expert in in business or or anything like that. But um, but I am by nature lazy. Um, so if something works, I'm probably going to copy it, right? And and that's just the way it is. If if it works and if it makes money and if and if it seems like it it's doing good, then you're going to copy it. That's that's just the way things go. And there's always got there's always a pioneer right there's always the first person that 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 steps out of their comfort zone and and does it um and and not sure of what the outcome is going to be yeah. and then everybody else sort of kind of trickles in and it is what it is the biggest thing I, you know i can think of these days is silhouettes mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you think that um uh, you know and I won't say the name, but if you think the Southern brand invented silhouettes, uh, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> you have not been hunting long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, Stahl probably brought this up. I, one of my first big trips was, um, let's see, I graduated high school, 93, 95, I went to Southern Illinois. And that- I that graduated in 95. That was, that was, there was, you know, Tim Grounds was down there. There were guys down there. I mean, that was, that was the place. Yeah, went down to Southern Illinois and uh, Crab Orchard and, and all these different places, and uh, the decoys were made from, you know, uh, either a half a tire with a stake stuck down, mm-hmm. in, uh, with a, a white primary painted on the very back or something like that, or the guy made it out of wood, out of plywood. Ryan, and, do you have do you have your dad's there? Sh- show that thing. <laughs> And, and uh, what what was really interesting, what was funny was way back then, I remember going to one of those clubs and one of the guys, one of these old men, you know, smelled like cigarette smoke in his Columbia jacket, you know, it was just awesome, said something about like, you know, look at those skinny decoys. <laughs> Why? Look at those skinny decoys, right? And uh, so when, when we came up with like silhouettes or whatever, we wanted to kind of give a throwback by no means did we think we were inventive, you know, inventing anything that, you know, real geese or anybody had not done. Um, yep. We wanted an original name. We called them Skinnies, and it was a throwback to this to, to this guy. I wish I remember what his name was, but um, that that you know that kind of named it back then or whatever. But these things, you know, originality. Uh, I guess you can put it in your term. You can say whatever you want, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, I, I can't stop anyone from copying. And listen, when you talk about business overseas, you're, you're not going to stop that anyway. Um, no. I, could, I couldn't stop one of you walking into a factory and getting the product made probably over there. It's no reality. So yep. you, what you have is you have integrity and, uh, you know, respect and you have things like that in how you deal with people who've helped you design products, who've helped you along the way. How do I treat them? How can, you know, how can it be beneficial for both of us? That's what we can control. We can only control what we can control. Um, it's kind of what we've done with Sean Stahl. That's what we've done with others. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I have no right to sit here and think that we invented anything, um, you know, by any means. So. Brian, show up that that what your dad made. 
<laughs> yeah. So probably you probably still in high school at this point, but um, in the early nineties, my dad went out great innovation, horrible marketing, I guess, cause he could be a millionaire. <laughs> he went out and bought one of those, a couple of those Henrietta lawn ornament goosey coys. And he thought, man, it's like, if I could get some fiberglass material, I could make my own full body goosey koi. So, and I still remember as a child in the summer, he'd be down there with all, with a respirator on and we weren't allowed in the basement because the fumes and everything. And, and anyway, so he made these fiberglass full body goosey koi's. I still have one like so it's probably the only one left right just some old matte paint that's not a that's actually one of the Henrietta heads but this is one of the heads he actually made and you can see the raw fiberglass there oh man yeah so he made I don't know 48 of these and uh I mean that weighs I don't yeah. know quarter pound yeah. to it. ounces ounces you kill geese you'd kill geese over that all day long too all day. All day. And we, we are, you know, by nature, us waterfowlers are tinkers, right? We spend yeah. eight months in the garage and four months in the field. That's yeah. just, that's what we do. So designing products for that, uh, you know, for that range of people, it is, it is pretty crazy. Uh, it is another reason that you have to, your, your circle has to be a little bit small. Um, yeah, of course. I, if I, have a sketch and I design something and I send it to a hundred people. Um, and I'm trying to go through this entire podcast without using the term pro staff. Um, but if I send it to a hundred people, I'm going to get a hundred different opinions and yeah. about 98 of them are opinions that I'm sorry. I just don't care about. Um, yeah. uh, so I'm going to, I like, I prefer to use the term now. I like the term that some people are using. Um, it's it's no longer uh, promotion staff. I, I first off, I like to call it promotion staff because when people use pro staff, they think they're really really important um, and they're professionals as yeah. opposed to promotion. Um, but I like the uh, the partnership. That's the that's the term I like to I hear people throwing around now. It's a partnership. Mm, you still have to carry your weight. Um, yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you guys had Bobby Hayes on a, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. He and I had some great conversations about the, you know, promotional staff yeah. um, and, and, and what the staff does and um, where that value really is. And it's, uh, and that's it, the thing, right? A, a customer base. I mean, it, it can be a customer base. If you get a big enough one, it can be a customer base. I, I, if I get a, if I get 200 people and I give them mm -hmm. a t-shirt and a hat and I call them a pro staff, that is 200 customers. So if I come up with a new product, I might be able to sell it to 200 people. Even if it's right. a piece of shit product, I might sell 200 of them yeah. you know, to those guys. Um, you got that all the way to, you know, I think, you know, ambassador has been overused you yeah. know, by or whatever. Um, I think of it as, you know, we, we're direct to consumer. So what, what do we have to, we don't do yeah. shows. We're not yeah. invited to shows. So what, what do we, what do we have? I don't. Yeah. We, yeah. So we, we struggle with it daily. Honestly, we, we struggle with it on why we need it. What do we have? Um, you know, if one guy's got 10,000 followers and one guy's got a thousand followers, 
but the guy with 10,000 followers has no interaction. It's like, it's a whole, yeah. you know, it, it's so crazy. Um, what, what I think, and, and, and nobody's going to care. I think a guy who should be a promotional staff or whatever would be Sean Stahl for Tango Free. Yeah. Bobby Hayes yeah. for Tango Free. Those guys have influence. They have That's right. people that listen to them. They're trusted. Um, but that that's not, you know, that's not the case. It just that's uh, a term that uh, a, a term that we use a lot of times when we're talking to um, when we're talking to people and we're talking to industry professionals and, and stuff like that. Uh, a term that we throw around a lot is um, the return on investment because that's the way we treat it, right? Like, so, so a company, um, they, they approach us and they want to do something. So that's how we treat it. it. It's an investment, right? So they're investing in us. They want to see a return. There has to be a return or else their yeah. business is going to fail. And that's just, that's just the way it works, right? There, it has to be a give and take. And, and, and listen, you may think that you're at the top of this food chain, when you're getting given stuff, but you're still at the lowest rung of the ladder and you need to be able to work to show that, that the return on investment is, is beneficial to the company, right? And that's yeah. what people don't understand is because again, going back to that, everybody thinks that this waterfowl industry is this huge, monstrous money-making machine. And it's not because you just hit on it right there. If you're going to look for pro staff, you're going to go with people that are established in the industry. So a Sean Stahl, a Bobby Hayes, and a, a Tim Grounds, God rest his soul. You know, yes. those are the people because they have influence. Yeah. If Sean Stahl tells, goes on and says, this is the best decoy, because I trust Sean Stahl, because I, I, although I don't know him that well, I'm pretty confident to say that Sean Stahl is not going to put his name behind anything unless he believes it works. Yeah, he's not going to use anything that doesn't work. Just... So if he tells me that a decoy is the best decoy he's had, then I'm going to believe it. Yeah. And that's the way it, that's the way it has to work. Well, it's, uh, you know, and we could spend hours with entitlement, right? I mean, you, <laughs> yeah. Somehow you give a guy a, a hat and a T-shirt, and he decides he's going to change his title in Instagram and put that he, you know, he changed positions and he's working for Tangle Free. And it's like you got a hat and a T-shirt, not, not, not working yeah. for, you know, for yeah. them. Um, yeah, you know, we we can't we can't stop that though. I I can't right. stop that right. on his Facebook profile and putting you know, tangle free, but that's, um, that's the goal of this show though, Eric. And, and it is the goal of this show and it has been right from day one. And, and the goal was to educate and educate on, on every level that is waterfowl. So if, if it comes to how you hide, how you call, um, or to how you interact with inner, uh, industry people, it, it is 100% to educate people. So, this is this is what we're doing, and and hopefully it's going to fall on the ears of some person that that thinks that well I I could I think I'm going to call up Tangle Free and ask them to sponsor me after they listen <laughs> to the show. Oh shit! Wow, I'm just I'm just a dude. Yeah, like 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's what this show is supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would tell people, um, you know, doesn't mean don't contact mm -hmm. you know, us or, or, or anything like that. Right. Um, I answer all of my direct messages and, and Instagram or my Facebook, you know, uh, yep. and I love to, to talk. I could, I could stay on here for another hour and talk. I mean, I, so I, I love to talk about this stuff and, um, ask, you know, ask questions, ask substance questions, ask, mm -hmm. uh, things that tips and tricks and, uh, give me scenarios, you know, Hey, yeah. I, I just got, you know, I just got permission on a, on a family pond or, a, or, a, you know, something. And, um, you know, what, what do you think I should use? How do I go about it? I love that stuff. I would love to talk to people about that. Um, just leave, you know, leave the terms out of it, leave mm -hmm. pro staff out of it, leave sponsor out of it, leave, yeah. let's just have open discussions. Um, and then the more open discussions we have, um, you know, the closer you might get to one of those circles. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's and nothing I'm, like cannonballing into the pool, right? Yeah. As opposed to tipping, dipping your toes in. Uh, Eric, buddy, we're, we're, we are getting close. Well, we, we are at that 60 minute mark. Listen, you have the floor to talk about whatever you need to talk about. Tangle free products. What's coming up? What's exciting for Tangle Free? I know there's some stuff that you can't talk about, and I and I get it. We get it. Um, show me your favorite blind bag because I need a new blind bag, and I'm searching for a blind bag. Show me your favorite blind bag and what you're most excited about Tangle Free this season, and uh, and let's go. Floor is yeah. yours, buddy. So um, favorite. Favorite bag, um, and a lot of it is because of the design process and everything, the, the, the go-to bag, right? So it's got okay. sort of a rigid back to it. Um, it's got uh, one big pocket down the middle and uh, license and things like that. It, this is actually waterproof. Uh, the rest of the bag is just water resistant. And then mm -hmm. it's just got one, one big flap, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's on the ground like this. So in a, in a pan line, it's great. You put it right in the front. Um, in a layup line, you can put it right in the back, you know. So one big pocket. Uh, it's a drawstring enclosure. Everything kind of is in one area. Um, mm -hmm. But there is a front pocket too. So for you guys with, you know, the OCD guys with the organization, there is some organization pockets. Uh, but I'm a personal fan of just one big place, all my snacks, my calls, everything goes you know in one pocket yeah um, within the shell holders there's two side that fits uh both a 20 gauge and a 12 gauge box and it's got clips to it too so okay. it's great if you uh if you get the trailer and you just grab one box or two boxes you can put the box in there you don't have to take the shells out of the box or anything like that um mm -hmm. this is sort of a this is sort of a brown solid's been solid's been really big um yep. you know and everything uh, but of course, probably the biggest, you know, seller is the, the Optifade, right? That's sexy. Oh, just switch that oh, right there. Look at that with the logo right on the front. That looks sharp. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes with, uh, uh, it also is in the back. It's a, uh, right there's your timber strap. So you actually can just wrap it right around your, your tree. Oh, nice. So that's, uh, that's kind of cool. 
Um, yeah, that is cool. Mar- it comes in marsh too, right? The darker marsh patterns with, with optifade. So, um, you know, we got the design. I wanted to keep some, um, I hope I'm saying this right, because I know you guys, Molly Loops, right? Yeah, Molly. Yeah. Molly. So we wanted to keep that because we did get a lot of the design stuff from uh, from some tactical kind yeah. of keep. I wanted to keep that um, very easy with like carabiners and things like that. Um, we've got a layout line and I, I, we've spent so much time talking about the panel line. Uh, we still make layout lines because um, there's certain places and certain places that you, you can, um, that are still right for layout lines, mm-hmm. Being two, two buddies or whatever it is. We have a layout line that's really cool. It's called the snap line. And okay. it is a blind, it is a layout line with no pins. So we used snaps up by the headrests and down by the knees that are uh, plastic molded snaps. Um, and the bars just snap into it. Uh, it's about 34 seconds. So I've got video of, of myself putting it together, about 34 second takedown and, and put away. So no pins, um, you know, cool. to lose or anything like that. That's that's a big one um, for this year. The what a, and is, my only question, my only question for that, because no pins and everything is snapping down. And I know you guys have done your your research, your R and D on yeah. this. But those cold, so you know, like you're up in Kansas, Minnesota, those states, like where that temperature drops so so far like how how is the product holding up in that cold cold temperature yeah so what's what's cool is um that was our you know that was obviously our first hurdle Mm -hmm. Uh, i went back to you know when we were at shot show uh in las vegas we made all these connections and things like that one of our connections was this this great guy that was down the way fish houses right uh these pop-up uh sort of oh yeah 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 yeah, like ice fish houses. In yeah, the huts. Yeah, yeah. And the first thing we thought was like, you know, how's that thing not just shattered all the plastic and everything else? He, we had made a connection with him. We found out where he was doing this injection plastic molded clips and how they were doing the temperature and everything else. Cool. Uh, and that's that's where we got that. So those clips are actually from one of the largest fish house makers um, in the world. So, so what are we looking at? Five degrees Fahrenheit minus 30 Celsius, somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's uh I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something just because so the boys can chat with you, but I want to show you something just on the design on that bag that you got going right there. Yeah, you bet. So for your uh layout lines, I haven't had a look at them lately. Up around the head area where the where your openings are. Yeah. Do you put enough loops there for cam? Yeah. That's yeah, something you look yeah. into? We've got, um, there, there's there's mesh all the way up both sides. If you took the mesh, it would actually go all the way above, you know, above your head. Um, and then it's got outer wire on the mesh. So if you wanted to, you know, just come out a little bit, um, you know. So if you're one of those guys who, who loves to pie face and see them when they're coming in, um, you know, yeah, there's, there's plenty of room up there. Yeah. So what I was wondering was uh, up around the head area, sometimes on a lot of, a lot of blinds, they don't, people don't put enough loops for, for stuff oh, in your yeah. grass yeah. or your corn or whatever. So yeah. is there, is there, do you look at that to make sure there's something there that can't, you can hide around? We, yeah, not- we do. Um, 
there's there's loops all the way uh, all the way up to that mesh fabric. Um, there there are grass loops there, but what we did, we wanted to change directions of some of those. Uh, so you'll see that our directional of our of our grass on one way goes parallel to sort of the blind, and then down at the foot we wanted to do uh, you know vertical so that it would would run up for like corn stalks or things like that. So um, and we've even We've tinkered with uh, some bigger and some smaller. So like one loop being bigger and then the next smaller. So you can do, you know, big and small. We've we've tested and tried like a lot of that stuff. But yeah, we, we put all that into it. We, we did a, um, it didn't really take off. We did a flag holder one time that was, the, the zip was on the doors. So the guy never had to get out of the door. We wanted the guy to literally be able to, you know, wave mm -hmm. the flag. Um, in the actual door handle. We ended up putting them on the sides, right? And there's still, you know, flag holders, but um, yeah, we, we take all that into consideration on the, on the layout lines. Yeah. I want to show you that just because of the bag that you were showing that you guys have. So this is, this is my, um, my jump rock from when I was in the military. I, I've retired a couple years now. So very much the same design. Um, so everything is, everything's down low. So this design comes from the seventies in, in the Canadian, in the Canadian military, but because everybody wants something bigger and better or, or what they deem as better, but it's bigger. Um, we've gotten away this thing. This thing is worth its weight in gold. Like I could sell this thing for, for, a small fortune right now because you can't you can't get them anymore so a friend of mine uh refabricated the bag and everything but the case so the reason why i wanted to show this to you is because in the states the american army has they have a frame and it's called and i'm going to say it here because i really want to know if anybody's going to jump on it um it's called an alice pack a l i c e and it's the frame that the Americans have on their pair on their bags for their paratroopers. And it's it's lightweight, super tough. You can like you can cinch so much shit to it, it and it, it won't break and, and drop it and, and the whole bit. So um, I just wanted to let you know because that design, um, as soon as I seen it, I was like, oh, it's just like my jump rock. It, it's the same <laughs> yeah. thing. And, and the only thing we would do is our sleeping bag and our valise would go on the top. So you take your sleeping bag off and you got all your contents right there. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And it's one, one big, just one really big buckle for your, for your closure. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I carry it around with no, you know, without it even being buckled because it does have a drawstring as well. Um, yeah. But, you know, and a nice big, nice big handle, you know. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, very cool process, that, that design, just uh, that, that, that allowed us to be as original as original gets in this industry. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know what, uh, like I said, uh, Ryan and I have talked about it, and all of us have, certainly, but um, trying to revolutionize and be innovative in this world, it, it's hard now, right, because... There's so many there and there are there are a lot of great businesses out there right now that's that's trying to move the yardstick forward. Um, so trying trying to come up with that next greatest thing. Um, 
I'm not jealous of you. I'm not jealous of your job. I I can tell you that because it's got to be a lot of head scratching days. Eric, buddy, um, I'm sure we could stay on her for another hour to chat, um, but I'll cut it off here and, and extend the welcome that Anytime you want to come back, please come back because it's been a great show. I think it's been a a ton of great information uh, for anybody, regardless of where you are um, with your experience within within the waterfowl industry. I think it's been a great show and a lot of uh, important lessons and stuff. I can't thank you enough, buddy, because I reached out to you on a DM and and you were 100% right. You answer all your DMs, you answer all your messages. It was just some dude from Canada that sent you a message on Instagram and, and asked you to come on the show. And, and you replied just like that and said, I'd love to come on your show. So I can't thank you enough on behalf of the boys. Um, it, it's been great to have you on and, and great to learn, learn some stuff about the industry as well. Thank you guys so much. Uh, anytime you guys need anything or anytime uh, you have a question uh, from anybody on the podcast or anything, you can direct them to me and, uh, Thank you guys just for the opportunity. I just, I, I love this format. Please keep doing this type of thing. Keep having open discussions, honest discussions, you know, just keep, keep doing your thing. We need way more of this and way less of uh, the smash factor YouTube. Uh, yeah. we, we need a lot more people like you guys. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We're going to go around the table. We're going to give the last word to you, Eric, uh, Philly. Eric, it was a pleasure having you on. I actually, this is one of those episodes where I actually, I enjoy just sitting back and listening, um, which that actually doesn't happen too often. I usually talk about <laughs> But um, <laughs> just be able to sit and just listen and absorb and everything. Like you're definitely a huge asset to the waterfowl community, obviously, especially with the, the Tangle Free family and whatnot. And just keep up the great work. We're looking forward to have you, have you on again. Mark. Uh, good chat when you're here. Good listening. Uh, great to meet you. Uh, just before we go, I'm going to share one thing here. Let's see if I can yeah, find it. Yeah. So we were talking about silos. So I went to uh, Maryland a few years ago. <laughs> these ones here are actually uh, these are the ones we're hunting over. <laughs> but just that's, like you uh, said, yeah. those guys have been hunting over those. That's that's another that's probably another face on Rushmore right there too. By the way, Sean Mann. It's Sean yeah. Mann, yeah, <laughs> yeah, big time. Uh, or Mark's been traumatized. <laughs> well, he, brings that up he brings that up every episode now. Too. I, I like that. So yeah, those ones there, those actually yeah. look good compared to the ones we hunted over, and it did. <laughs> I gotta say that that traumatized me from silos for a while. But I've since hunted over them and, and we have killed birds, but not, not at that point when we went there. There was no uh, birds wanted nothing to do with that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan. Uh, great to have you on, Eric. It was awesome. Like, I kind of want to echo what Phil said. It was just really cool to just sit back and uh, listen to somebody in the industry in your position, just kind of like spitball about everything that's going on. And uh, I'm a big fan of Tangle Free and looking forward to seeing what you guys. Uh, push down the pipeline here in the near future. It's going to be exciting. Eric, listen, we got, you got to give a shout out to your kid in college playing ball right now, because I've been checking out your social media. You're a big ball guy. I know. Um, yeah. How's so first off, where's he playing? 
And and how's how's the ball season going? Uh, it's it's going well. I I actually got to see him for the first time this week, so that was cool. Okay. Uh, he's playing at Coffeeville. It's a junior college on the Oklahoma Kansas border. Okay. Um, and uh, it it's going well. They play a pretty heavy fall ball schedule um, before the season, so I got to see him. Uh, you know, in the uniform, doing his thing, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm texting him afterward. I saw his big bus in the parking lot and I was like, man, you're, you're, you're doing it, dude. You're, That's you're right. doing it. This is, this is cool. You know? Um, so yeah, shout out to, to, to Coffeeville. Um, I'm, I'm sure they're not listening to the podcast. They are <laughs> FDR, I'm sure the coaches are going to be fucking pissed. Uh, he, I will tell you, he, he did get uh, he did get a day off uh, for dub opener, so that was nice. Cool. He had to uh, he went with his head coach, so the head coach he said, "Hey, the only way you're getting out of school today is if you go hunt with me." So, so that was cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's Again, awesome, Eric. I, I appreciate it, and uh, listen, I can't tell you guys enough. We we need way more of these. I don't know if there's anything I can ever do to expose this podcast. Through, through whatever means possible, but we need more open conversations with people like you that are, that are willing to listen uh, to, to open conversations, not narrow minds where you guys are, are putting the questions in my, you know, I've, I've had these before where someone asked me questions where they knew the answer to the question before they asked it and mm-hmm. they wanted it answered in a certain format. So uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate just, just the open forum. You guys were, allowed me to talk about whatever so i appreciate it no but i uh, and and on behalf of the boys um and and dave is not here um we can't thank you enough because and and i hope that it, it you can you can um understand that for five guys out of canada to be able to to put off this show and to hear from guys like you bobby hayes sean stall Jeff Coates, um, who have all been great friends to us, uh, have come back on the show. Um, and, and I get texts from random days and never in my life would I have thought that on a Monday morning, would I get a text from, from Jeff Coates wishing, wishing me happy Monday morning. Um, so you, you have no idea how much it means to us to hear that from you. Um, especially, up here because so many people told us what we were trying to do um, would never work. And I know um, from Tangle Free, the same thing was said to Tangle Free. It, it's not going to work. And and just perseverance and never giving up is 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 the key, right? So um, I can't thank you enough. Um, everybody, this was episode 68. Um, we had Eric Massey from, from Tangle Free on. Listen, we are exactly as advertised. We're not experts. We're not pros. We're a bunch of friends that love one another's company. We love talking bird hunting. At, we love shooting birds way more. And that's going to be tomorrow, Mark. Um, we love everything about the birds. And we're not pros. We're not experts. So don't ever think that this is what we're trying to do. Eric, Tangle Free, thank you so much. Hit these guys up. Give them a like on social media. 
buy some of their stuff because I promise you it is good. And I can't, and from personal experience, I can tell you the customer service is second to none. So thanks so much. Big love until next week. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it.